0: What are you drinking? What are you drinking there, Forrest? I am having
1: oh I'm having rum, but a very particular rum. And I forgot that they're like two flavors. I'm getting a crap. It's cranberry. I think one of them is cranberry, and there's like another flavor in there. And it's rum with Fentiman's Coke. Because I don't do things by half, mate.
0: This is a flavoured rum. I, I mean you you've went all out. I mean, oh. for the first podcast, you have gone all out on your drink, you on your first get, tipple. You got to you got to start as you mean to go on, mate. And that. Do you know what I got? Do you know what I got? Yep. Okay, a, a spirit. Also, uh, I've gone for what I think is probably going to be the uh, the choice of drink from our protagonists in the film that we're going to be talking about today. So it's it's a whiskey. Okay. It's a it's actually a single malt. I probably think our kind of our protagonist probably would go for a bourbon, but um this is a single malt and the glass represents what happens in the first scene of the film we're about to talk about. So I thought this is this is the perfect start. The perfect drink.
1: Why are we here, Forest? We are the <laughs> guardians of the multiverse. We are, obviously. Well, we my
0: name's, name's Forest, and hi, I'm Matt. Yeah, I'm. That I'm waving. Well, the wave this is, is going to be. I'm, I did a physical wave there when I know there's people listening. So just so you know, for any audio description, I'm waving. <laughs> I'm waving right, and I'm and I'm carrying on. I'm committed to it. My favorite so, bit about the wave—it it wasn't even a gentle wave. It was that uh, was a
1: full-on, committed hello to the fans. It was quite aggressive, wasn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> just terrible, incredibly exciting.
0: <laughs> That's what that wave was. Yeah. Hello. I, I am. I am Matt. Um, uh, yeah. Welcome to. Uh, we are. We are the guardians of the multiverse. And what do you mean by that? What do we mean? By, what do you mean by that, Forest? What, do, what we do we mean, mean by, that? by that? So we are
1: we are in love with the Marvel universe, like completely and utterly in love with it. I mean, there's a lot that we don't know. Like we, in, in no way are we going like fully to town with these, with, with the films, with anything we discuss, we are two blokes that love it, but I don't know about you, Matt, I, I can't convince anyone that we would, that we know everything, you know? Yeah. Like, we're looking at it from a, this, these are good films. These like, are amazing uh, films. Not necessarily think, like the comic lore, like all of that.
0: Yeah. And this is the thing as well. Like, so we, we had a discussion weeks ago, didn't we? About, hey, you know, let's make a podcast. Because we, what we usually do, and this is true. So me and Forrest, we've known each other for a few years now, right? And most of the time, our conversations are about either an MCU movie or a dc movie right and we usually find times don't we in our diaries and our busy schedules to go out and go and see these movies and then talk about them and then we're like well let's let's make this a podcast because we're just yeah. two normal dudes living in a post covid world right oh, oh yeah where we've been probably consuming too much podcasting over the last couple of years, and yet we thought, let's make one ourselves. Absolutely, as if there's not enough podcast. we've found we've
1: not only have we are we talking about a topic where there is far too much out there. We're also decided to do it in the only way, in the only plat medium that there is actually a, an incredible abundance of. So <laughs> we, we we have gone to town with finding the most impossible way. Of, of garnering any traction to what we do. So to the two people who lis- are listening and will carry on listening for three episodes, thank you.
0: <laughs> That's true. But we, we like to talk about, you know, our superhero movies. And I know there's loads of people out there that like to talk about superhero movies too. And like Forrest said, we are not your... Uh, nerd, we're not going to talk about source material, okay? okay? We're not going to go in comic book this one and this one and this year. This ha- we're not going to. Talk- we're going to have just a really light deep dive into. Well, we've decided, haven't we? We're going to start with the first MCU movie that created and started all of this, which is Iron Man. Hundred. 100-
1: yep. It's the only way to
0: start. Is it is the only way? Right- That's right. Man. We're going to we're going to take you back to. Uh, hmm, 2008. That's I'm yeah. guessing. I
1: it is t- May 2008. The second of May, my birth month, no less. We're gonna take you all the way back to, right? You know, I can't remember what happened in 2008.
0: I was gonna say, can you can you cast your mind back to 2008? What was Forrest doing in 2008? Did he watch Iron Man in 2008? Ooh,
1: 2008. Uh, do you know what I would have been? I would have been in year, in May, year 10. I'd have been year, little little year 10-year-old. Yeah, Not year 10-year-old, but year 10 would probably make me about, what, 14, 15? Yeah, about that. Around then. So, yeah, little 14, 15, well, 14 years old. It was my birth month, so I would have been 14, going on 15. You know, I would have been looking at the world, teenage years, been a lot of angst. <laughs> uh, and uh yeah, and I, I uh did I watch it in the cinema? i, I cannot remember because to be honest, going back then, it was it wasn't a it wasn't a universe. It was, nice. uh, you know, this was this was Iron Man. We I tell you what, we'd had Spider-Man, we'd had the three mm. Spider-Man, Spider-Man films.
0: Yeah, uh, that Toby Maguire, that is. Toby Maguire, yeah. So mm-hmm. we'd had those three th- uh, films, fantastic amazing movies by the way and we probably will at some point need to talk about those movies because they are yeah amazing anyway carry on yeah yeah, yeah. Very,
1: very true very true and if we think of the last film or one of the last films we watched pivotal to the
0: 100 to 100
1: but let's not let's not get carried away we could we might not get to that podcast <laughs> it, it carries on like this who knows mate we ever get to the Yes. Um, so yeah. So, uh, yeah. so I, I don't know if I saw the film, and I couldn't tell you if I saw the film in the cinema. I'd like to think I did.
0: What Good to know you? it was memorable, mate. Good to know it was
1: memorable. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I was watching it. I watched it the other day. So one of the things me and Matt said is obviously we'll go back and watch these. Stuff. We're not trying to remember anything. We're we gonna. Uh, we've made notes. Some less comprehensive than others. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking at the Matt's notes, uh, but the. <laughs> Um, yeah, the uh, I can't remember, but I would, yeah, I hope. I... what about you? Did you Did you see it at the cinema?
0: I I did. So if I hark back to two thousand and eight, I was eighteen, mm. so I was just about to go into my d- degree, I think, just before. It's just before, um, and I do remember seeing it in cinema uh, at the Odeon, um, and I do remember not knowing anything about who an Iron Man is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was like, who is this Tony Stark? Before then, I was, and this is the thing, 2008, to me, was blindsided by one incredible movie that is a superhero movie that has been a pivotal movie in my lifetime in terms of, like, top three movies of all time, and that is The Dark Knight, <sighs> right?
1: Wow, yes.
0: 2008 was a massive... 2008 was a massive, massive year for superhero movies. You know, DC having The Dark Knight come out and Mm -hmm. everything going on around that. And obviously the tragedy around Heath Ledger and that performance that Heath Ledger gave, utterly iconic. And then all of a sudden, within months before that, Iron Man came out with Tony Stark being played by Robert Downey Jr., who at the time was trying to resurge his career by playing this role. And funny enough, you know, traditionally, DC don't really win in the kind of blockbuster movies. I also think, and kind of the reason why I brought up The Dark Knight, is that you've, kind of, and if you look at the stories, that both of them are rich, privileged, you know, playboy, bachelors, okay, with lots of money and, and good eye for tech. So DC has Bruce Wayne. Yep. MC and you know, Marvel have Tony Stark. And with those two movies coming out in that same year, it just it cut it. You just got you got to think it in this way. It set it set off everything in terms of superhero movies now in the mainstream movies and blockbusters. That is the year that kickstarted everything. I you know there's so much to talk. There is so much to talk about, obviously. But um, I I sort of I've written down. I mean, we just compared notes before we started the podcast and for. <laughs> Forrest quite clearly has written a whole flipping 3000 worded essay and I've just put down stuff like Jeff Bridges is amazing. I think we should go for a general summary, Matt, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, just to to, just to let's make this this a new feature then. Let's start features. Right. This is our new feature. The first ever feature, Forrest, in your best movie voice, I want you to give me the summary. What is the summary of
1: this? Okay, movie. Right, the Iron Man. Right, so on the Tomato meter, ninety four percent. That's high, is it? That's 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 like rare, isn't it? Well, no, I'm I'm an IMDb kind of guy. I
0: don't. Are you? Yeah. Do you? I. I, Everyone everyone goes to Rotten Tomatoes. I thought Rotten Tomato was that was the thing that people go to and go, what's the rating there? Oh, really? Isn't it like measured on like fan votes? Oh, uh, so fan the fan one. So
1: it's got two here. It's got a tomato meter that must be ninety four percent. Yeah, and then an audience score of ninety one percent, which I can only imagine is very high. That's
0: still very very
1: high, isn't it? That must that if anything, that'd be more high because that's you know within that you're gonna have some idiots who've just gone off here twenty percent. Absolute shit! Absolute the, shit! DC purists, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Batman. Batman, bloody dark, oh, and much better than this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no,
0: no. I just want to watch. I you know a, a man wearing a silly little cape and you know talking about you know uh, getting a Joker and singing. You know, you hate his voice, don't you? You would. We we recently went and watched the oh. new Batman movie with oh. Robert Pattinson. Fucking, I never thought in my life I'd ever say that, but Robert Pattinson playing in that role equally a good film but you were really pissed off by his voice weren't you? Absolutely well but it
1: wasn't even, wasn't in the depth of the, it was the, it's whispering, do not be, you're outside with no one around there's no reason Yeah, Batman, we need to, uh, Batman we Gotta find out who did this, Batman. Who <laughs> oh, the fuck? No one's there. Just open your mouth. Oh my god. Oh, that's the
0: whole that is a whole can of whoopass you've just opened there, man. I, oh. I am so entertained by your pure hatred for Batman's voice. Oh have you not heard Kevin Costner's voice? Kevin, not Kevin Costner, Kevin Conroy. Have <laughs> you not heard Kevin Conroy's voice as a Batman? Uh no, yeah.
1: What well, oh,
0: an yeah. anime! Is that an animated yeah. Uh, Batman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like uh, the, the the original kind of like nineties animated Batman. It's amazing, amazingly. Anyway, Batman. we get, we're getting distracted. We're yeah, talking so about I Batman try. too much. Maybe right. maybe it's, it's because it. this might be the title. This is the this is a title for you. Tony Stark is the new Batman. I'll leave that little one there for you. I'll leave that little bomb for you, mate. There you go. <laughs> Tony Stark is the new Batman. And it makes sense in the year 2008, all these movies coming out at the same time. All of a sudden, the narrative feels way more of a thing. Mm. You know, did they... And this is the other thing, right? Mm. Did, like, Kevin Feige... And, you know, did he know in 2008 that this movie is going to start the next potential 20, 30 years of, of, of superhero movies in the Marvel Universe?
1: Exactly. That, you know, the setup, the amount of, he's he's planted it all in there. And he, oh, yeah, I've got a good feeling about this. Uh, right, we're about to get the summary, aren't we? Oh, yes, the summary. We're gonna get a <laughs> summary of the film. Oh, okay. All right,
0: set so, the scene, set the scene. So, no, go on. <laughs> a
1: billionaire. Industrialist ingenious genius inventor Tony Stark, played by Robert Downey Jr., is conducting weapons tests overseas, but terrorists kidnap him to force him to build a devastating weapon. Instead, he builds an armored suit and upends his captors. Returning to America, Stark refines the suit and uses it to combat crime. And terrorism. Oh. How was that?
0: That, was that went straight into my ear holes and through my body. The Shivers oh. that did.
1: And that's that was exactly exactly what I was hoping for. Uh,
0: it worked. Whatever, whatever you did there, Forrest, it worked. <laughs> oh, oh my, oh my!
1: I'm definitely gonna drop the American accent the next time. <laughs> that's for sure.
0: I um when you when you hear that right it's proper like a patriotic movie isn't it like it is oh. that is an american synopsis for oh. a blockbuster movie and i think seeing iron man as the marvel equivalent to you know bruce wayne you know there is this i think there is this patriotic kind of vein running through it um throughout obviously up and then up until Captain America arrives, and then he kind of takes that mantle. But um, so we kind of start with the with the introduction to uh Jason. Um, Jack. We start with the introduction to Iron Man in the desert, right? It starts right there, doesn't it? When he's in the car, he's in the jeep.
1: Yeah, starts straight up. And one of the first thing i right, this is word for word what I put in my notes. Right, Stark suited, booted. An asshole from the start. Like, 100%. It, the first conversation, he's dicking around with the other, you know, people in the army. Uh, and it uh, is suit. And it, and it, I tell you what, I felt for the first half an hour, hour of the film, I thought there is an incredible, like, there is incredibly James Bond vibe about this film. Mm. In, from the from the techno, the, the techno, if you was if you take it out of the superhero element, which let's be honest, for the majority of the film it does, he only ever mentioned superhero right at the end of the film, right? When people plant him in his Iron Man, and that's the but you take that away, you've got the technology, he's got the girls, he's got the looks, he, everything about it screams James Bond is just American this time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's American. He's going to a a country. There's not very nice people.
0: He's causing a bit of a scene. You know, I love the bit. I love the bit. He goes, Oh, we're doing peace signs. And they're taking photos with him. I go, Yeah, I'm down for peace. So peace. And then obviously then everything then goes horrendously wrong after it, they get they get attacked and they get cornered Um, and then the shrapnel going everywhere his ears are ringing and then from and it's such an iconic moment now in cinema especially the MCU that is the moment like if you I don't know if you've watched the what if series on Disney plus for us but like the, that that moment is the moment that kind of starts everything and the what if there's a what if episode that kind of plays on what if you know if Tony Stark didn't get blow, blown up by his own rocket oh. effectively own missile. Um, but you see, yeah, you see the stock sh- comes straight in. He looks to his right and he can see Stark Industries on this missile. Boom, it blows up. And he just, and that, and that is the perfect ingredients of kickstarting a movie because you're just like, what the hell just happened? And, and And that's the thing. Like, I obviously we've watched this a few times in our lifetime. So I, I anticipated, I knew it was coming, right? When I watched it this week, but I just, Wish I'd known what feelings and remembered what feelings I had when I watched that for the first time in two thousand eight. Because that's not Bruce Banner. That's not Bruce Banner. That's not Bruce Wayne. It's, <laughs> it's definitely not Bruce Banner. He's it's not, not it. Bruce He only, Banner, only did a really mate. bad movie back in two thousand six <laughs> with Edward Norton. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? Yeah. Anyway, Bruce Banner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's you know what I mean. Like that, that, that kind of really grips you and I, and and then obviously then he gets you know he gets captured by these terrorists and then yeah. he's thrown into a cave um there's an unsung hero in this part of the movie as well um his his partner that we kind of he kind of meets in captivity doesn't he mm. so this yeah yinsen that's it yinsen sorry yinsen
1: yinsen <laughs> yinsen sounded like you were sneezing mate <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> but, right, I tell you what, and this it this for me, it, and, uh, and I suppose you could argue that uh, over the course of the film there's more explanations and it happens, right? But what, uh, for me, what is pivotal, the pivotal moment, right, where uh, Tony Stark, you know, starts the Iron Man journey is... It is the body, right? It's a shrapnel mm-hmm. getting replaced by, you know, and that is, you know, symbolic on Iron Man, right? He becomes machinery. He's more machinery than he is, man. And he gets it, right? That moment happens so quickly, right? Yeah. And if you think about, because the best way to put it is, remember the first Deadpool film? hmm Right. And you remember, we see that journey, right, from, from uh, Standard Life to, right, here's Deadpool. And that journey, in, 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 even a montage, takes forever and a day. But we love that. We love that journey. In mm. this, like, blink and you miss it. Oh, there he is. Oh, his shrapnel's gone. Oh, he's got this thing in, in his body, right? He's got that there.
0: Mm. i love the shot that it kind of cranes up doesn't it when he's in the ground and he's just been hit by his own missile and you can see he kind of opens up his his um bulletproof vest i think doesn't he or something like that and you can see the blood just kind of like yeah, literally yeah, yeah. seeping out like r- gushing out yeah, um yeah uh, yeah, it, I, yeah that's that's it and i think it's re- it's really exciting i think it's a really exciting beginning it packs a punch you're, you're engaged. You grips. You're in it. It's gritty, and then obviously, then you kind of you're you're in captivity with him, right? And you, and then you see this kind of he's brought back to life by this doctor, yeah. Um, and he he saves his life, you know. So he's forced to save his life, and then obviously, then they the terrorists, you know, they try and make him create this um, Jericho missile. I mean, I've got a question, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were Tony Stark. Right,
1: not it's not a million million you know miles away, mate. Rich, That's successful, correct. good looking, Robert Devish- Dan,
0: Devishly yeah. handsome, mate. If you, well, you're not Iron Man yet, if you were Tony Stark in that cave, right, and you were forced to build this Jericho missile, would you actually do it? Would you do it? But have I got the ability to do what he did do? Yeah. Say so you've got his, you've got, yeah, you've got everything that he possesses. Uh ooh. Would I make the missile? Would you? But, but like taking the hero element out of it, mm. you, you're being threatened by terrorists, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and this, this, this is going to lean quite quickly
1: into probably my most puzzled during the entire film. Um, but to answer your question quickly before I do so, I, would, uh, I th- absolutely you're not. You're going to make the bomb, aren't you? You're you
0: are oh, 100%. terrified,
1: mate. It's poopy pants time.
0: That you're going to make that me. bomb, and you're going to say, "Can I please leave now?" And you're probably not going to leave in, in One Piece, but you'll do everything you can to do that, right? Abs- absolutely, And absolutely. that's okay. And I was, I just want the listener, the one listener that is listening, <laughs> to know that that's okay. Yeah. If yeah, you done. are cornered <laughs> by terrorists. In a cave and don't be an told
1: idiot, to- don't yeah, exactly. Be an don't be an idiot.
0: Don't, don't be an idiot. I, don't be a fucking hero. Christ alive. What could <laughs> you <laughs>
1: make? <laughs> this movie's ma- got nothing to do with heroes. <laughs> I mean, come on. I think the world would forgive you if it caused you know nuclear war for like fallout. Just just get out of there, mate. Just do Jesus. what you're asked to do, for God's sake. I um say so, no, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> But that leans on, right, Matt, to, to one of my gripes with the film. It, right. Why on earth put CCTV in the cave, right? In, in, and I'm talking about the making of the movie. Who wrongly decided, in my opinion, to stick CCTV in a cave, right? Because it wouldn't have taken terrorists as long as it did to work out that he was not making the fucking bomb. Right, as soon as you're seeing Tony Stark sitting on a table, popping on a leg, you're going to go right. That doesn't look like a bomb. (laughs) No one's going. Oh, hang on a minute. He's putting a helmet on. He's putting a leg. Christ, this Jericho bombs. You know, changed a lot since its prototype. You're
0: going to go. That's not a bloody bomb he's making. Do you know what? Let's compose an email to John Favreau. And just ask him that straight up, straight up. But look, mate, look, look, John Favreau, listen, mate. Hark, you know, forget about Mandalorian or all these wonderful things you're directing right now for Disney+. Plus. Let's hark your eyes back to uh, 2008, OK? Why in God's name is there CCTV in this case? And by the way, why gave you the right to direct this movie? Because three years earlier, you were fucking daredevil's best mate in that crap movie that came out. Two points I, I couldn't agree more on.
1: I, 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 why would they have CCTV? I, it, don't, I don't In know. a cave like that. Who, how else are they bringing in? They're going, do you know what? We need to keep a bloody good eye on them. How are they getting the CCTV? I, I, There's so many questions about, and that I honestly spoilt at least five minutes of the movie for me. I, I'd like to think that you would do a better job than Jonathan Favre, mate. Oh, f- that, I mean, out of all of the like things in the film that could make you think that's not realistic, obvious. I'm not going. Fuck me, was there? A, you know, how did he make a suit that he could fly in? Like, I'm not. I'm just going. The CCTV bit really took it away. From mm. me. I mean,
0: put. I'm. <laughs> he's. He's. Put, he's putting a leg on. You're sat there in the cinema and you're like, oh, I'm out. Oh, I'm out. Miss, I'm I was. Piano. I was so for this film. CCTV in a cat? No, not what buying it. In not a ca- it. Where's the signal coming from?
1: <laughs> Where's the signal coming from in a ca- Oh yeah, bloody good Wi-Fi down here. I can see just what's going on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anyway, so that's yeah, that
0: happened. That, that's in. <laughs> that's
1: uh,
0: but then, but they 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 basically they secretively don't they secretively build the Mark One. Iron Man Suit Mark One, which um, is a great big tin can, effectively.
1: Great big tin can and the Mark One and Mark two that gets said quite
0: a lot throughout the film about you know the various versions that he makes. Farm order. when you get to I mean, we'll find out when our next podcast, but when we get to Iron Man Two, you go bloody hell start, mate. You've been busy, you've been making all these different types of Iron Man suits, and uh yeah, and then all of a sudden they they blow up. But we'll we'll get to that bit in the next in the next podcast. Spoiler. Spoiler, absolute spoiler. That, was like, that wasn't a spoiler, that was a teaser. One oh. listener, <laughs> so anyway. Oh. anyway. How does he get out? How does he get out of this cave? So, you get, he get he he blows
1: the holy shit out of all of the terrorists, um, but not not before Yinsen goes on a little run with a single gun
0: and absolutely blows him to smith like, no fear. No fear. no fear. That's what I mean. Unsung hero, true hero. That's the human thing, right? you got, yes, fair enough, you've got Tony Stark, he's a bloody, really intelligent guy, built this massive fucking, you know, armoured suit. Mm. But then that dude's just fucking going in and going, no, I'm going for it. And that's, again, I think that's that's kind of what I really love mm. about superhero movies, again, is that, it's not necessarily the superhero you love. You probably do love them, but equally, it's the characters that are around them that you love that are more human, without powers or, you know, without that extraordinary ability that are also heroic. Which I think that's pretty cool. So that was a cool moment, I think. Um, but yeah, he blasts Tony. Tony Stark in the, in the suit blasts everybody to smithereens, and he returns home. Right? He gets. He gets. He, get, he returns home from a helicopter. It comes down, and, and then he gets taken back home by uh he gets found by the u.s military or well, air force isn't it yeah um which is currently under command of not don cheadle <laughs> i'm gonna call him not don cheadle but he's playing don cheadle's part as in colonel rhodes yeah um what's his name what's the actor's name is escaped my brain I can tell you because this is. I, by the way, and this is and this is no shade to Don uh, Don Don John Don John Don Don, Don John Cheadle Jim Rhodes uh, played by Terence Howard. By the way, Terence Howard is a sound actor. He Amazing. is so good, and I really loved his performance in this. And I'm really intrigued to why he didn't carry on with that part. Or what happened there? And why did they decide to get Don Don Cheadle in? Don Cheadle equally is great, but I think you know. He really made this role fun and and likable, um, but he gets saved by um by him and Tony Stark gets back home. And when he gets back home, the first thing he does, he he wants a cheeseburger, and he has a couple of cheeseburgers before he goes into press conference. And that, I, I tell you what, mate, that cheeseburger looks so flipping satisfying, gorgeous. The way he, eat, and this, I'm, I mean, we're deep diving here. By the way, Robert Downey Jr. Took the acting choice to go. I'm just going to actually stuff my face with yeah, that yeah. cheeseburger. He he doesn't eat it. He devours it. Mm. And I and I go. Mm, I want some of that.
1: Yeah. Oh, he he absolutely goes for it. Goes to town. He
0: absolutely that. goes to town on that. Um, I'm going to go with my first gripe yep. on the movie, yep. and unfortunately, this gripe kind of continues all the way through to Endgame. Um, is Long gripe. well, it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, really? I think she <laughs> and I'm. I don't know if this is controversial or not, but I'm just going to flip and say it. I don't think she's very good. Oh, oh. I. I don't. I don't. I don't, I think she's charmless. I think it's 2D. I don't think her character really develops until Infinity War, maybe. Mm. And by that time, for me, it's too fuck, It's too late, mate. You had three Iron Man movies. And the other thing is in her press tours, she doesn't watch the movies. She didn't even know who Tom Holland was when she did like a press conference tours with it. She didn't even know she was in the Spider-Man movie. She just thought she was just doing some other Marvel movie. She didn't know. She was filming for Spider-Man Homecoming, right? I just, I, I don't know. I, don't, I'm, I might be biased. I, I, would, be
1: biased. I would also, uh, I, yeah, I mean, it didn't, it wasn't a gripe with me, and I, but I don't understand where you come from with it. But the, the only counter argument I would have about Pepper Potts, right, and Gwyneth Paltrow is that actually, given Tony Stark, Right. And, it it, you know, is it that he he had to be so out there, right, and so wild and so bachelor-esque, right, that actually they needed to find an actress and they needed a character of Pepper Potts that was very centred, that, that, you know, you know, not too out there, not, not, didn't, you can't detract away from Iron, Iron Man. That's where the focus, that's where the central focus Mm. needed to be, right? It's a big film. And and because we've not even got, may I add, to my favourite person in the film,
0: Obadiah. Oh, my God. Can we talk? Let's just talk about Obadiah right now. Jeff flipping bridges, mate. Oh, my God. Honestly, honestly, Jeff
1: absolutely wild. He steals it. I think he steals it. Oh, 100%. He, Jeff Bridges if i would almost at at parts beats um Robert Downey Jr in this film in terms uh, of I, my
0: favorite i think person. he does i think he acts him and i think he he makes the most of every single scene he is he is not your usual like villain no, no he no, is no. i mean and yes there are stories and you know marvel dc comic stories where the person that's closest to you ends up becoming the villain. That's classic. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. But what I love is this this kind of like surrogacy fatherhood that maybe wasn't even intentional. That feels kind of almost forced upon. And he feels like he should be the one that be taking the mantle over Stark Industries. And he's the one that feels like he's he's got this young bachelor Tony Stark Jr. that's under his wing, and he's the one that he has to take care of. And and then. Sudden, it kind of turns on its head, and there's the, the the true intentions of Obadiah come through. And every single scene is in, it's layered, it's complex. There is intent, and you know. So, and the reason why we're talking like this, by the way, we probably should have said this in the beginning in the podcast, is that we are actors ourselves, right? So we 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 under we can see the the actions taking place. We can see the subtext, right? And you can feel it. You fucking feel it. And it's well throughout the film, even when he starts turning, I think it's the moment, and we'll come on what we're winding forward. We'll go backwards and forwards, no doubt, in this, but like. The, the When we wind forward where he kind of he is making the suit, he, I think he's just done the paint on, on the new Iron Man suit and he goes out to this press conference and people weren't expecting him to be there. And Obadiah just kind of puts his arm around him and just says a couple of lines and he's kind of like waving to the cameras and the paparazzi, but he's gone, no. Those those you know, those weapons we're selling, we're selling those to those people. And that's how we're doing it. I'm in charge. You you yeah. stay in your box, mate. You stay in your line that's and amazing, he leaves him there. It's amazing.
1: Amazing scene of that public and you know, public and personal, that private and public. How that that acting is hard. To be able to, you know, have that cutaway conversation and be like, right, this is this is my true intent, my true feeling, but absolutely on the public persona is going to be, you know, giving it large. And, and it, the Obadiah, right? The storytelling is insane because what you know from the moment you see um, we see that uh, video clip, don't we, about the history of the star, Stark Industries, right? And we and it and it goes right. Um, is it how, yeah, Howard Stark? Howard, Howard Stark? Stark, yeah. Howard Stark, right. All about Howard Stark, and you get a long, like, or not a long, but you get a lengthy shot of of Howard Stark and a little talk about Howard Stark. Then you get a, a literal glimpse of obadiah right? obadiah's reign on on Stark industry right? So it's like Howard Stark, blah 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 blah. Tony Stark, blah blah blah, blah, blah. And you know, I knew from the moment that happened. i went, Hang on a minute. And we went well too quickly away from Obadiah, right? Yeah. And, he's, and it is, and you knew, and there's gotta be, there's gonna be something more here. Well, Obadiah's not gonna be happy that Tony Stark's, you know, suddenly taken that power away, and and voila. But
0: and. It- you know, I think for, and I, this is another gripe for me. It's not a gripe. Maybe it's not a gripe, right? It's probably more of a curiosity or something that like, I'd like for, this is my plea for the MCU. If Kevin Feige, if you're listening right now, mate, if, if you're, you're the one be listener, be Kevin welcome. Feige, Hello, Kevin I want you to listen to my voice right now. Kevin Feige, are you listening? Stop driving Kevin Feige. Pull over. Kevin Feige, Kevin, Kev, Kevin, K dog. K dog. Are you listening? Good because this is what I'm about to say, is that I would very much like to see an Obadiah-focused miniseries.
1: Oh, my God, yes. Oh. Because
0: I think there is so much to potentially play around with with that character. And this is the thing, his fate is sealed in this one movie. And, and nothing really gets spoken about after. But,
1: right... And and it so he has a scene with your favourite actress in the uh, film Gwyneth Paltrow. He has a scene where dead eyes. She got dead <laughs> eyes. Where Pepper is just um, yeah, put the USB in. She's uh, taken all the information right about uh, Sector Six. And um, <sighs> I thought you said Sector Six. <laughs>
0: you watched the wrong movie mate it was on porn Pornhub man I've, I've seen the parody uh, yeah.
1: Hard Man
0: um, <laughs> uh, I am Hard Man <laughs> um,
1: so they're seen right and I was looking at Obadiah uh, well Kevin Bridges face right literally I'm going to say one word and one way down only, right, Matt? Thanos.
0: Thanos. Go on, I'm intrigued. Shape of Kevin Bridges' face. Jeff Bridges.
1: <laughs> Kevin Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Bridges got a completely different face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can <Could> you imagine <laughs> Kevin Bridges? <this>? <laughs> Me-,
1: <laughs> Me and you are not good at first names. I'm just gonna shoot out there. That's about a fourth time. <laughs>
0: Jeff Bridges,
1: <laughs> Kevin Scott,
0: it's Kevin Bridges. I need to look at a picture of Kevin Bridges now because that, that is oh, Kevin, yeah. Kevin he's, Bridges. He's a like Scottish guy. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, or oh, we Kevin, Kevin Bridges. What <laughs> oh, the fuck, man?
1: Thanos. Thanos.
0: <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> Falcon <laughs> <Hawk and> Thanos.
1: <laughs> anyway, go on, mate. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, uh, Jeff Bridges. Um, the shit ch- right, the chin on Jeff Bridges. If you have, you got a photo of him. Look right. You look at him when he was Obadiah. Obviously, now he's you know, old hat, but Obadiah. The the he literally has the structure of Thanos. Right, the whole facial structure of Thanos. And it, and the the threatening manner of which he talks and the he he's got quite a deep voice but I love it and he um some of the things he said reminded me of Thanos and immediately that's I was like hang on a moment hang on a damn moment I had to look I had to look up to make sure it, I realised it wasn't Thanos uh, what's uh, the actor you'll know um Josh Brolin that's it. Uh, so I I looked it up and I went yeah of course it's not him but honestly and then right so that was already in my mind and I was kind of doing some digging there were a couple of like you know Reddit conversations online where people have vaguely gone oh yeah Opital maybe 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 and then at the end he hit right once uh, that you know uh, Gwyneth clicks the button Right, and the roof explodes, and then we just see, you know, it just go up, right? Mm-hmm. That suit with Obadiah goes up into
0: the sky. I thought I was thinking this. I was like, that's quite an ominous death. It you is. don't really see him dead. And where's so the, confirmed.
1: Where's the first place we see Thanos? You think... Uh, right.
0: D- y- are you saying Mate. that Obadiah... <laughs> transforms into the celestial thanos i'm
1: saying right and this is this is my my good old friend on reddit somewhere yeah. deep in the deep dark depths of reddit said that thanos uh it was all about alternate uh universes right and when mm-hmm. he clicks his fingers as a call turn it or uh, and it jumping about here who's to say that one of those isn't obadiah
0: Become Thanos. That's a what if episode, mate. That is if if ever I've heard one. That is a what if episode. Uh, could you imagine? Je- could you imagine Jeff Bridges as Thanos? Because oh, uh, I damn can. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Though I have to admit, Josh Brolin was pretty fucking good. Uh, oh, he, much, he's but, fantastic. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just going to leave that there. Uh, I mean, that, that's. That's pretty outstanding, but I I, I do, and this is the thing, I think the reason why we're putting Jeff Bridges over so much is that he is that good and he was that good in the film. And I think we need to see more of what happened. If that is his death, fine. If in in this linear universe that we are currently in, in the MCU, I know right now, the multiverse is being opened up for us, which is not confusing at all, but we're loving it. But equally, if this is the universe that we're living in, then then can we just see the moments between Howard Stark's death mm. and and Obadiah taking over and putting a young Tony Stark under his wing and seeing Tony Stark go through this bachelor life and being ridiculously clever and coming up with these ideas, just getting a glimpse of the, the Iron Man before, you know, everything that's happened and just seeing Obadiah as well kind of this kind of evil kind of like game of thrones esque mm. you know power he wants the throne right he wants the throne to stark industries i yeah i just feel like there's legs in that and i feel like that's something that for me as much as i flipping love this movie that was the one thing i was like i just wish there was more of that more of more of getting to know that character a little bit more maybe I got a question, mate. What's your favourite line in the movie? Right, answer. I will put it down here.
1: So his line towards the end, right? And it's all. And the reason is it's all about superheroes. And, and Yeah, again, it's your it's your favourite character, Pepper. But it's not her line. It's not her line okay. though. It's it's. Good. That's uh, about to say, mate? No, no it has. It's Stark's line, and he says, "If I if I was Iron Man, I'd have this girlfriend." Who would know my true identity. And then he goes on a bit and he says, Proud of the man I've become, right? She would be proud of the man I've become, right? And it's alluding to Potts being this, being the woman, right? Being mm-hmm. this person. But when I first heard him say, and he, and bearing it, all of the concepts around it being superhero, 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 if I was Iron Man, I'd have this girlfriend who would know my true identity. Identity. Where have we heard that before? True identity, girlfriend, superhero, Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, that harks. Oh, that that's that that is that is a a, a Tony round Stark. circle. Who does Tony Stark befriend? He puts under his wing Peter Parker. That's amazing. Oh. Why didn't they use that as a clip? Why haven't they used that as a kind of like, mate? You know that's amazing,
1: and it is so small. It's so, and 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 it is a little bit of reaching because he's not. He didn't. He doesn't. If he'd have said superhero and said Iron Man, if I was a superhero, that would be insane. Mm. But but it's for me. It's enough to claw at it and go. Actually,
0: if you want to look, you know, deep in. That sounds like a bit of Spider-Man action to me. That's amazing. And that, wow, wow. My uh, my favourite line is delivered by none other than Jeff Bridges. Um, and it's when he is trying to get the arc reactor. It is called the arc reactor, isn't it? That's in Iron Man's chest. Yeah. Um, uh, built for him to use. And there's the scientist that is actually in, he is the same scientist that is in spider-man um far from home the second one uh-huh. um so he's he's the one that worked for uh, stark industries then got sacked from stark industries and then he became a freelancer then got in kind of in with um jake gillen called character as mysterio and then he's in it like so there's this he's got this what, a, what an amazing job right what an, to be in that movie in 2008 to then be in another mcu movie I love that. you know almost 10 years Never plus after that. it's a mate mate watch it it's incredible right anyway he has a conversation with that scientist and he basically just has a he, he's losing his temper and it's just again the way it happens the way it's delivered it's so sharp it's quick he comes over to me have you built it yet? Have you built it yet? No, I don't know. We've had some complications about it. Have you built it? And then he just turns. And with that turn, and it happens in the shot, you know, this what must have not been planned, but happens in the shot where he kind of like turns, he points and points to, you know, points on his chest. And with that, his tie floops over mm. with authority. Like, just what do I do with my cave with Right? But then he says, Tony Stark built this with, uh, in a cave with a bunch of scraps and there's that pause which i feel like it's improvised Mm. i want i want you to go back and watch that right after this podcast and i want you to tell me whether you think that's improvised because he goes tony stark built this in a cave points at him and that authority has already been set and he goes with a bunch of scraps and you're like oh you need to hurry up and get this done, mate, or you're gonna get fired. Like that is yeah. it's a really simple line. I, I think it's a really simple line. I think it's yet delivered brilliantly, and it's the authority, and he's the loose canning kind of esque feeling comes out of the character through there. And I just really like it. It doesn't further the plot very much, it doesn't really bring much to the to the movie as a whole, but it's just the way it's delivered. And I just think that's great. And it's those, it's the, whether it's improvised or not that moment, I don't know. I you know, but like it's those kind of moments. I go, that's fucking good. That's good character yeah. work there. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pop this in here. Loving Agent Colson coming in
0: and out. I do you know what I was just about to say, Agent Colson arrives proposing to Pepper about the Shield initiative, and I just love how kind of like, hey, yeah, we've got this. We've got this thing going on, uh, it's called uh, uh, the SHIELD initiative. Um, uh, we're just, you know, we we are SHIELD um, and we are, uh, yeah. We just want, it. no, you don't want to, you don't want to. Um, I love it. I love Agent oh, Colson. He is. I love him. Agent Cut. Car- big fan. Other, the other,
1: other person, big shout out to, how little and tiny a character Hogan is. Happy Hogan. Happy Hogan, mate. I know. And this is how the thing. I mean, this is his part in this film mm. compared to where we know he heads. Right. And we know how much of a, a fan favorite big time he
0: becomes. comes in this, you know, you see him, but he doesn't even get a name for like half the film. But again, that's the kind of characters we gravitate to because he ain't got no powers. Yeah, He ain't got no powers. And, and, and it, you know, if, you know, spoilers if you if you're watching if, if you're listening to this and you haven't heard watched any of these movies go and watch them before you listen to these because spoilers <laughs> you, to be honest back if you've got to this point in a podcast
1: and you've gone bloody hell this you know oh, wait, what's this it's, uh, it sounds intriguing to say the least then uh, honestly if you haven't watched it and you are just blind listening to this that is that is some. I've got, to be fair, I wanna, I wanna shake your hand. I want you to, you know, get in touch with her I wanna shake your hand if you've got this far and you're just like, yeah, I'm just in it for the journey. I have no idea. <laughs> I no idea what these two are talking about, but I'm fun. I'm thoroughly enjoying. I'm
0: fully myself. in. <laughs> but like, spoiler: Tony Stark dies, doesn't he? Right? Oh yeah, he dies, and it's sad. And everybody's upset, but if ever Happy Hogan was to die, I would be distraught for weeks. You know he is—he is, he is John Favreau. I mean, he's a flipping legend, isn't he? I mean, we were talking shit to Joe about John Favreau about half an hour ago. I mean, but you were—you were talking, <laughs> you were going to town John right? Favreau. I think you're really great. If you're listening, John, 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 John you listening, John, John, John? Can you just yeah, just. Stop that video for a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you listening? Uh, I really, really thoroughly enjoy all your work. I think the way that you directed Elf the movie was fantastic. Um, Please, can you cast me? All right, here we go. Can we make a big, big
1: shout out to the first ever cameo of Mr. Marvel? Mr. Stan Lee.
0: Oh, uh, he was... And and then he got mistaken to be Hugh Hefner, which I think is really funny. Hilarious, in bit. It's really Absolutely good.
1: Hilarious. It's in your favourite scene as well. That it is, is. when um, Tony arrives. Shouldn't arrive. Yep. yep. And uh, yeah, it's a good that, moment. That got a, yeah, that was a ha- that was a bittersweet moment, seeing him and going, yeah, it's gonna be no more of this.
0: I feel like we should probably mention just just in in memoriam, just for, for the great Stanley. Maybe every single one that we do we talk yeah. about that moment that he kind of cameos in and sort of like yes. have a little deep dive into that. I think that our respects, because obviously without him, we wouldn't be having this discussion right now. And genuinely like how, how, how could he have done this? Do you know what I mean? Like all of this work with these superheroes that he created and the, and the lives and the crap and the characters that he made. And then these stories have just been taking its own new life with other people chipping in like John Favreau cast me. And then, you know, all those kind of things. Great. Uh, yeah. Stanley hero, absolute hero, man. Favourite fight scene. Favourite fight scene. That's, fight scene. That's
1: close good. To you, Matt, I want to know your favourite fight scene from Iron Man, please. My favourite fight scene in Iron Man. Sorry.
0: Favourite fight scene or particular fight scene moment. There you go. I, I, that I can tell you what moment I don't like. In terms of fight scene, I just completely rip up that question. That's, that's <laughs>
1: fine. Yeah, it's just pose your own question. That's that's <laughs> what was what was your Posting. least
0: favorite moment? That's it. Yeah, Legit, I I am not going to listen to the question you asked me, and I'm going to have raised you with my own question to myself. <laughs> no, I will answer your question, mate. I will. I will. Right. Okay. My favorite moment. I'm um, is the first time he goes out. Um as Iron Man and to save uh, the family that was split up by his, you know, this, this kid you know, pleading for his dad's life and the dad's about to get kid, killed by his terrorists. And then Iron Man right, turns up and just tactically as well just, n- just nails everybody out there. He just goes, he saves all the civilians. Oh. So, and then, yeah, and he kind of then takes out all the Stark industry staff. I and then mean, there's this wonderful shot where he fires a missile at a tank, turns around, he walks away and it blows up and there's fire behind him. And it's this really awesome, badass moment. And the, the, I love it. It is my favourite fight moment, non-fight, you know, moment. But mm. I, I, there is one bit and it, unfortunately, it, it is the main fight at the end. Um, For me, I just didn't, I just don't like, I just didn't like it. I think that the fight was laboured for starters. Mm. We uh, we we didn't get enough um, introduction into what Ob- Obadiah was doing with this Mark One suit. I I really didn't like the fact that they changed his voice in the Mark One voice. Like when he was in the suit, Jeff Bridges' voice, Obadiah's voice was was <laughs> like this, kind of like like Batman, mate, right? And I'm like, well. When Tony Stark speaks in his Iron Man outfit, he talks like Tony Stark. So why are you talking like some sort of weird maniacal villain? So that kind of choice kind of threw me a little bit. I think the car scene where they kind of pick up the car and all that kind of stuff. I it's it's like it's been done before. Ooh. It's been done before. Oh, we are about to about to have our first our our first uh, disagreement. Well, all right, here we go. Okay. I I wasn't I wasn't anticipating this to happen the first podcast, but so Come on, let's go, let's go. But, anyway. So, but I the car moment, and we
1: can I be specific as to which well, the specific car moment we're talking about is Iron Man lifts up the car, or like, stops the car, and then the car kind of tilts, and you see the family inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that for me, Marvel one of the finest things with marvel right um which (laughs) having just watched the batman dc can't do for shit is within their chase scenes marvel always remember the public around them right and i value that and by that i mean you appreciate that this is happening in a civilized world right there's other people about that, you know, <clears throat> people are worried. And take take the newest Spider-Man, right? When that all kicks off on the, on the motorway, first thing we see is people, the woman in the car, tilting over, worried, right? That, for me, is one of the finest things about uh, ch- car chases, fight scenes in the Marvel Universe is they really, really make sure they add the public element, right? And seeing that family completely terrified, right? For me that scene would be could be made into the finest comedy if that family was the same the same family in the film Step Brothers <laughs> when when they start singing sweet Ch- ba, 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 ba. imagine if they're just pumping to me you're so flat you're so flat you're so flat hundred dollars
0: a lesson and then
1: suddenly that. iron man just tilts them up and they're petrol
0: <laughs> Sweet show oh
1: ah! it should be absolute. If you could, someone can just merge those scenes together.
0: I would. If die that happy. was included, if that was included, that would undoubtedly be the, my favorite moment, moment right? Yeah. Into my favorite fight scene, right? But for that exact reason that you're saying, Forrest, which I respect, mate, I love, mm. right? Yeah. it's yeah. the whole reason why I really didn't like that scene. So you because don't it do. happens all the I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about Janie's driving a car in the 4 wheeler with her three kids coming in down the highway, the a 120 I, the the I don't care. It I don't places care it in where, world. I don't care whether she's going to fucking taking old fucking you know Candice to a fucking gymnastic session in the evening and fucking Iron Man and fucking Obadiah turns up in front of I don't care, I care about the two characters that are fighting. I don't care about little human characters that are coming in.
1: Nothing would make me more sadder. Nothing would make me cry more in a cinema is if Little Angela doesn't make a dance class, because either Angela's dead, <laughs> or or a mum and dad have just been completely battered by Obadiah and them. In a I, that or if that doesn't drive you to tears, Matt, and maybe that should have been the end scene. Angela thoroughly enjoying a ballet, or
0: maybe it just shouldn't have happened because nobody really cares. Well, (laughs) this is exciting. I'm I'm excited by this. This is. I feel I feel like we've done an adequate amount of deep diving into Iron Man. Um, before we have you got got anything? Yeah, have you got anything else to? We talk about that in credit scene. Oh, yes, yes, let's. We see um, a silhouetted figure, don't we, in Tony Stark's apartment. Uh, And the silhouetted figure then turns round to then be revealed uh, to be Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury. Um, And Nick Fury then, you know, uh, proposes to him the Avengers Initiative, which sets up, well... Sets up the next 20 plus movies that we now have under our MCU belt, um, which is a oh god man, how exciting to deliver those lines. Do you know what I mean? To if you had the opportunity, and as well, little probably did they know at the time how much success this all would have had.
1: Oh. I, and if you're out of anyone who wouldn't have known that, is Samuel Jackson, yeah, the chances are he's not read. You know, I can't imagine Samuel was someone who's read the comics, you know, knows much about those worlds. I oh, could be completely wrong, Samuel. If you're listening, drop us an email, lovely to hear from you. Um, uh, but I can't imagine that he, you know, knew much about that world. So when he when he had to deliver that line, he was like, Oh, yeah, you know, this is cool, this is cool, getting get a decent, decent couple mm. of hundred quid in the bank, um, for this, um, but. Yeah, it, what a what a moment in cinematic history that would that would later
0: become. Big time, big time, and nothing really is said. It's just that kind of you know starts like who the hell are you? I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative, and it cuts to black, and then that's it. That's the end of the movie. This is good. I'm excited. I this is this is bringing in the kind of the love for the MCU. This is bringing back kind of nostalgic feelings as well, in particular. Um, yeah. I've got a funny ass story to tell you when we get to the first Avengers, mate. Holy oh, crap! You get ready. I'm, honestly,
1: I'm brace, I'm. I've locked myself in with the seatbelt, and I embrace for the journey.
0: I've got. I've got, like, pi- I've got. pictures and everything. It's oh well, pictures. Oh, oh yeah, pictures. I thought. Oh, uh, yeah. I, uh, yep. I we'll cannot
1: wait.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: uh, this is honestly this has been, been an absolute been... whirlwind. It's been a dream. It's been a dream. it It's been. It's been a journey. Fully, fully enjoyed it, and I, I can't wait for Iron Man Two. Iron Man Two, bring yeah. it on, bring it on. So yeah, so to round up, that's been myself, Forest, I'm and and Matt, this old guy, Matt, and we've been the Guardians of the Multiverse. Again, <laughs> I waved again, mate. He's gone back to that wave. Let let. <laughs> although that that's brought it to my eye because it was less. You know, less ecstatic than it was about it was, it? five hours ago when this started. But
0: I, can't, I, I, I came, I became conscious of it quicker. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that, so, yeah, that, yeah. That, I pulled myself back. Where,
1: as soon as that hand got in the air, no, it's time to come back down.
0: <laughs> right. Till next time, my friend. See you next
1: time on the Guardians of the Multiverse. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback or any thoughts, email us at
0: don'tbeaheroepodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us
1: on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't podcast. We'll see you there.